0: A yeah,
1: man. that's a little. We have,
2: we have some uh, dirtbag podcasting comrades in the UK who got uh, fucking dragged in the in the, the Daily Mail. They put their fucking pictures in them and shit as evidence of like the new hate. And harassment right. of, yeah. because they called journalists. They, they were doing coordinated harassment of journalists, which is obviously we support that and that's <laughs> what we believe in. But they called they called someone a melt and like a tosser. And then they're like, all three of their, they got like doxxed by the fucking Daily Mail or something. Yeah, that was so pretty like, messed yeah. up.
3: Well, they're doing the journalism that uh, the world needs.
2: Opposing the government and opposing the conservatives. I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to uh, sideline uh, moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And of course, we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any who dissent. Who Well, we know who the hard left are. are in the, you know, ascendancy. I, 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 Within the, within the Labour, labour Party, who associate with the left you just says that we were right, right to right-wing, right wing. hard left agenda, printing money, nationalisation without compensation, that's a hard left-wing position. Hard left, hard left, to the hard the so left, the left, the hard 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 left, left. Left, hard left, the hard left, the hard part left, the right. hard left, the hard right. left, the hard 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 left, the
4: hard left, the 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 hard left, the
0: Hello, I'm Owen Smith, and you're listening to The Real Politic Podcast. We're going to be taking you on a trip down memory lane, like, (laughs) all the way back to my historic
1: bid for the leadership of the Labour Party. Oh, it was historic. It was historic. It's only been a year. (laughs) How has it been a year since that happened
5: it feels like (laughs) yesterday
1: we'll be bringing you some tales
0: of daring do some laughs (laughs) and most of all some real authentic grassroots politics yes left-wing politics inspired by an bevan (laughs) 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 nothing to do with Tony Blair, nothing to do with pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> no no no. <laughs> this was, if anything, socialism's last gasp in the Labour Party. I'll now hand over to the fine young boys and girls of the Real Politic Podcast, who have a lot to say. I, I I have been told they wrote me a very heartwarming letter. I've been told they are fans of mine. I'm told they will be
1: Elucidating the full historical significance of my leadership campaign. This is probably the only podcast that would ever give the time to kind of reassess the most audacious attempt in British politics to get Owen Smith to the leadership of the Labour Party. <laughs> Truly impressive. Exactly, exactly, Tom. You are a very
0: clever young man. Thank you,
1: thank you, Owen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to be fair, like, that's a we... nuts reference. <laughs>
1: So there's Jack's impression of Owen Smith out the way. Well no 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 no
0: it's not <laughs> oh, it's coming back. Tom. I don't know who this Jack character is. Perhaps <laughs> perhaps some spreader of fake news.
1: No, notice the double barreled name.
0: Oh, oh, no We don't have those where I come from. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Nor that copitiono. Would whether they say it in London town. Anyway, I, I am I'm not myself. I'm not feeling like myself.
5: My accent is slipping away. I'm I'm The not, Russia is coming through. <laughs> not me! <laughs>
1: the funding's
0: not slowly trickling do. away. <laughs> Real Politic Podcast presents. Hang on, what does it say on this piece of paper? The hang on, that's not right? The fall and fall of Owen Smith? No, this can't be yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, sorry as yeah, hell. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Well, I don't know what happened to Owen Smith there, but um, no sooner had I arrived with my uh, steaming cup of coffee, some damn good coffee, he just into thin air. Just, it's not here. He's not here anymore.
1: Just like his leadership bid. Well, there we
0: have Over it.
5: Over before it started.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be talking about a figure from the past today on the Real Politic
1: podcast, aren't we? Well, let's just say yes. that when the historical records are written on the recent history of the Labour Party, he will go down as a truly inspirational figure that almost changed the course of the party forever.
0: <laughs> the real voice of the left in the Labour Party. <laughs> so let's take ourselves back more than a year ago. It was June, wasn't it? It yeah. was... The night of the referendum result.
1: And it was the the resignations that occurred, wasn't it, basically? There was like, it was the start of the chicken coup. They've been plotting and conniving. The only good thing
2: about it, as plotters, they're fucking useless.
1: They all sent in written letters, hoping... I think the thing is, they didn't have anyone in mind, did they? The people who were resigning from the Shadow Cabinet. They didn't it was a... ABC, anyone
0: but Corbyn.
1: Anyone but yeah. Corbyn. But no one was coming <laughs> forward to <laughs> Fucking like to John
0: actually... Mann. <laughs> fucking dig John Speller out of his fucking crypt. <laughs> oh, Let no the way. old Labour right take over, rig everything.
5: <laughs> Jack, we're two minutes into the episode and you've already pissed off all of our friends on the old Labour Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all, one <of> them. <laughs> all one of them i think we probably lost most of them like in the scandal but there's at least one of That's them cool. who's a loyal a loyal listener is that jack um, is it yeah of course like <laughs> my plan is we just name drop jack as much as possible on the <laughs> podcast so that he loses all his credibility on the right and has no. to join the left <laughs> he can uh, cheer on dictators with us and all, all the shit we like.
5: Oh, hell yeah.
0: But, Tom, with your explanation of the start of the coup, you've kind of forgotten the whole pretext for all these resignations, which was the assassination of the coward Hillary Benn. Oh,
1: yes, at one o'clock in the morning. Absolutely <laughs> incredible.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
5: It's my favourite moment to have ever happened in my entire life. <laughs>
1: Where were exactly. you when you found out the news that he'd got a call from Corman at one o'clock in the morning to be told that he was sacked?
0: I was uh,
5: masturbating myself into a coma. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I've Does been doing that ever since. With electricity. But, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Laura, I fucked up your punchline because I'm just determined to drop as many <laughs> Twin Peaks references as possible.
5: <laughs> no, Jack, seven. you're determined to talk over women. <laughs> oh,
0: fuck, my agenda <laughs> has been revealed. <laughs> I'm sorry, but
5: it's
0: direct orders from the Kremlin. I got a telegram from from Big Boy P, (laughs) Vlad himself, saying, must stop, disseminate. Stop targeted, stop misogynistic, stop abuse, stop <laughs> on social media, on <laughs> stop social, stop. Media. <laughs> you know how telegraphs go, telegrams yeah. go, telegraphs. you know, you know how telegraphs go. Uh, oh god, why can't things go? Yeah, like turning up days? on people's
5: doorsteps trying to ask some fucking questions.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> telegraphs go. Um, for real fascists now, as in the 1930s, are the left. <laughs> <laughs> Norman. Thank That's you, fun. Norman
6: Tebbutt.
0: I mean, it's great that if you are a Telegraph subscriber, then you get the kind of like amazing premium content, of the caliber of Norman Tebbutt's fucking is. premium content for the Telegraph about how now, as in the days of Hitler, Mosley, Mussolini, and Franco, the left of the real fascists. But anyway, Hillary Benn got sacked. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> great moment. Great, great uh, moment. Yeah, the best moment on Twitter. It's been downhill ever since. All the MPs who aren't sort of on the factional left of the party, with a couple of exceptions, just resigned their posts, like one after another. I think it was like 61 MPs in total step down to make yeah. the point all the uh, the giants of the right who were in the first corbin shadow cabinet such as um um uh,
5: uh, <laughs> that, uh, that, uh,
0: uh that, that guy um, um that, uh, jolly that jolly uh, no um, um uh, um, when, no, no, that's someone. Um, yeah, so loads of MPs, like big names and that, Yeah, you, know, you know, hugely yeah, yeah. hugely significant in, in their time.
5: I probably that met was, them all at Labour Students Conference. My <laughs> heroes, my real heroes.
0: Yeah, yeah, they, they all stepped down the big shots of the Labour movement, leaving only a sort of rump of MPs who are all, you know, legends, apart from Sarah Champion, although she resigned as well. She came back and then... Wrote a lovely article for The Sun a oh, year yeah. later, which, which fucked all that up. But hey, at least she's got yeah. Jess Phillips to vociferously defend her in the pages of the, uh, you know, everywhere. Jess Phillips. Yeah. You know, Jess Phillips had three Guardian articles the other day.
5: Yeah, <laughs> and how many of them were actually attacking other women MPs that are actually working class as well?
0: Well, at least the Pidcock one. I don't know if there's any others. But yeah, it's it's no, it's a shame that... um. I'm sure like any of the rest of us, I'm sure probably more than the rest of us, I think probably um, mainstream Labour MP follows more kind of mainstream journalists than we do. Yeah. You know, she could probably see that the entire media was ganging up on Laura Pidcock and still chose to weigh in. with. Just her.
5: had to, to stick her own little shit pipe in.
0: Have you seen her latest article, actually? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, well, you're in i I've,
5: I've moved under a rock because I don't want anything to do with Jess Phillips anymore. <laughs> I'm just pretending she doesn't exist.
0: Labour MP accuses British Pakistanis of importing wives for disabled sons. Oh. I'm sorry, what? Christ. I'm, um,
5: yeah. I'm sorry, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's... What she said. I'm trying to find more because that was just the headline.
1: He says, fucking Christ. Where did this article originally appear in? Was she qu- the fucking was- Guardian?
0: I don't think you're into the Guardian. So I, I'm seeing this is an article in Eastern Eye, which I guess is reporting her comments. Oh, yeah. okay. She was quoted as saying in the Times. Oh. The Times have given Jess Phillips a platform. And Jess Phillips, to tie it into the sort of <laughs> rough narrative of, of this episode, she resigned as someone or other's personal parliamentary secretary during the coup so she has criticized some british pakistanis for reportedly going and getting a wife from abroad for their disabled sons jess phillips said the practice was among lots of cases she dealt with where people from pakistani and bangladeshi communities which is weird she's singled out those two particular places behaved unacceptably towards women
5: i have no fucking words for this why is she pulling a fucking Paul Joseph Watson and trying to offend every single person on this earth in one sentence? Cuz that's clearly what she is trying to do. There is no other explanation for this. She's trying to tick off every single group of people that she could possibly piss off and she's just jumbled them all up and picked them out of a hat and created this sentence of Pakistani, Bangladeshi, disabled, white, women, whatever. Yeah. How would she still allowed to be alive? <laughs> well (laughs)
0: sarah champion since she resigned which i mean we now know that various people in the shadow cabinet including i think jeremy corbyn himself were very keen for her to resign as a result of her comments she made in the sun but she did resign she wasn't technically sacked Um, she's nonetheless been kind of martyred as a kind of martyr to political correctness and this has become a trope on the right Like you get random fascists sticking up for Sarah Champion and you also get Jess Phillips who kind of said, yeah, well, it does seem like uh, she spoke out about the sexual abuse of young women and now no longer has a job.
5: Yeah, I like how you singled out Jess Phillips from the other random fascists. She's not just any random fascist. (laughs) He's a random fascist that's actually sitting as a Labour MP.
0: And so she continues. Well, sorry, the British Pakistani. That's classic Jess, isn't it? Well, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, but racism is good. Good, actually. (laughs) Like... Most well, Basically sorry.
6: Oh.
0: <laughs> well, sorry. The British Pakistani Bangladeshi community, certainly where I am, has—I thought she was saying she was in that community for a second—has issues about oh, women, yeah. <laughs> has women's roles in a family, in society. That's the truth, is it, Jess? Not all of them, obviously. But I have a lot oh, of wow. cases on my books. The acceptability of going and getting a wife from abroad if your son is disabled, for example, as if he deserves to have a wife and will just get one from Pakistan. That's not okay in my book. Christ! Hero. Slay queen. I can't
5: fucking believe that someone published this. I I can't fucking believe she's not in prison. It's so racist. How is this anything short of race baiting? I'm not understanding how this isn't some sort of Katie Hopkins level... Actual race baiting crime.
1: And she doesn't seem to think there's going to be any repercussions from it either. She's openly being blasé about it. And that's just as terrifying, really.
0: You know, she's the kind of person who has the cachet to have three articles published on the Guardian website in the same day. Don't know how many of them made the print edition. But, you know, she got into parliament and about a month later had a book deal. Jess Phillips essentially became famous on the back of telling Diane Abbott to fuck off. I'll fuck off. Yeah. Because of the level of media coverage of that one incident, her platform, it just suddenly kind of accelerated to be far greater than the platform of anybody from the left of the party who could conceivably be seen as a future leader from the 2015 intake. Nobody had heard of Angela Rayner at this point. She became more famous than Clive Lewis. He only had Owen Jones banging his drum. She became more famous than Kate Osimor, Kat Smith, or people who, frankly, have contributed a lot more to the Labour Party in the last two years than Jess Phillips had and I think we need to like really interrogate how I think that's an actual thing she told Diane Abbott to fuck off and then she was famous like I'm pretty sure that
1: happened and then didn't she say something along the lines of I'm just saying something that a lot of Labour MPs have wanted to say before Almost oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: in yeah that, yeah, that, was, like, her, that
5: oh. was her justification for the whole thing
0: it seems to have died down slightly in the kind of respectable sphere of politics obviously the the fash won't let up and so on but the abuse of diane abbott over the last couple of years i think has dwarfed the treatment of any other politician apart from i think statistically corbyn and i guess probably theresa may because she is the prime minister they get more horrible shit thrown at them just because they're the leaders of the parties but i mean right at the start of the corbyn era when diane abbott from being a prominent backbencher for many years, briefly in the shadow cabinet under Ed Miliband. You know, this was kind of when her wing of the party controlled the party. It was her time to come to the forefront of politics as a major figure. And instantly there was this story that just kind of established a pretext for the ridicule of her for the entire time since until basically she spoke out about the abuse she was receiving. The way that Jess Phillips profile has grown in contrast to that and she's kind of had the media hanging off her every word I mean it's it's astonishing I've looked for a book about Diane Abbott the first black woman MP someone who's been in politics for 30 years and is a genuinely kind of historically significant figure there's not a book about her and as far as I know not a single
1: one not a single one
0: you're kidding me, Rob? Um, I really don't think there is. Maybe on some independent left publisher somewhere, something yeah. obscure, but there's not a major book about Diane Abbott. And Jess Phillips, within a couple of months of being in Parliament, got a book deal. So, we need to think about what happened there, how it's a lot easier to establish yourself as a kind of, like, fort-right feminist woman in British politics if you're white and you're not particularly left-wing.
5: That's exactly what she did to Dawn Butler in the Women's Parliamentary Labour Party as well.
0: Yeah, during the coup.
5: Like, yeah, exactly, during the coup, sort of within months of, again, within months of Jess Phillips being a thing, (laughs) she, again, launched a fucking disgusting coup some fucking lunchtime against Dawn Butler. Dawn Butler, of course, being the first ever elected woman African-Caribbean government minister ever, Mm. (laughs) who was just one lunchtime kicked out of a job because Jess Phillips wanted it and immediately said afterwards that it was her dream job and this is this was exactly what she wanted to happen (laughs) and this was just okay this was just a fine thing that happened yeah
0: there was not a huge deal made about it Dawn Butler said at the time that she was going to write an article about misogynoir the treatment of black women in British politics but Like, I actually added her to ask if it was still going to come out, like, I guess, probably around the time Corbyn won for the second time. And she said that it was just, like, really, really long and she was still working on it. Mm -hmm. And then Corbyn promoted her and she became part of the Shadow Cabinet as the first ever minister for black and minority ethnic communities. Mm -hmm. So I guess that sort of put a bit of a lid on the whole thing. But I still don't know what happened there. I still don't know how that coup happened. But... I guess.
5: Nobody seems to know. Yeah. That's the fucked up thing about it. Nobody seems to know and nobody cares. It's just a thing that Jess Phillips did. And we all went, oh, okay, fine, cool. And then shortly afterwards, all those stories came out about the abuse Dawn Butler was receiving. The whole thing about somebody calling her the fucking cleaner.
0: Wasn't that Jacob Rees-Mogg? Jess Phillips's friend.
5: Yeah, Jess Phillips's <laughs> bosom buddy Jacob rees Mogmentum. Yeah. Mogmentum.
0: Yeah. Mog-mentum. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> is he is oh he the God. one they're going to push for activate to yes. be the new leader of the I Tory party? So. Here's a I question. Hope so.
0: Who's got the better memes, Activate or Owen Smith memes for soft left teens? Oh, I'm actually,
5: sniff. I I th- I think Activate's really great meme that they did today about hiring a woman to make the tea is actually the funniest and most original joke ever written. <laughs> and it's misogynist if you say otherwise. <laughs> You're the real misogynists.
0: Uh, That is true. That's what the Daily Mail said. That
5: is is actually what the Daily Mail said. (laughs) That is also what that guy on Twitter said. You you know, you know.
0: That guy on Twitter. You've got to listen to him. He's a dad. He likes cricket. He's literally
5: Uh, a centrist dad. He knows
0: the sport. Soft left. (laughs) The coup against... Dawn Butler was just another kind of factional manoeuvre by the Labour right during the leadership contest. So it was kind of drowned out in the noise of that kind of civil war that lasted for months. And there was so much other shit going on like that, like the NEC being fucking rigged and the NEC taking members to court and shit. Oh, Oh,
5: God, yeah.
0: But I think we should probably get back to our main narrative and talk a bit about Owen Smith.
5: The boy...
1: (laughs) How
0: long did it it's take? the
1: original the... boy. <laughs> the original the boy. The boy. <laughs> How long did it take? Because, of course, he wasn't the only challenger. There was another challenger for a very short time, Angela Eagle. I'm still with Angela.
5: Yeah, same. Still I, with I, her. I, Everything I own is pink now, and I don't know what to do about it.
0: Of a pink with... Ah! Written ah! <laughs> <laughs> and with a... F- Fucking pink Union Jack. (laughs) What was her slogan? Was it like strong leadership
1: or something? I'm not sure, because all we really had was one press conference. (laughs) <laughs> then a few days later it just fizzled out when it, everyone was going to put their weight behind owen smith's campaign but that's the thing to point out not everyone backed owen smith's campaign people like and Munna didn't even really back owen smith or it was uh, no. some people that yeah. sort of abstained
0: chukka <laughs> and dan jarvis just did one op-ed each towards the end of the campaign when they knew that corbyn was going to win and look other than okay
5: that... marine was busy at that time <laughs>
0: Dan Jarvis was working <laughs> on the legal case.
5: He was, he was he, trying to get himself off of those charges.
1: <laughs> he was taking he time just, out from his efforts to free Marine A.
0: Yeah, he <laughs> just set up the Dan Jarvis for Justice account.
5: One <laughs> of my favourite Twitter accounts. Honestly, he, what a man. We really hope we see him as leader one day.
0: He was busy tweeting stuff like Afghanistan is a cuck and <laughs> Corbyn is Russia. <laughs> <laughs> No idea who was responsible for that account to this day. But I do know. I bet they're a legend. But I do know that one of Dan Jarvis's staffers follows that account. Is hey, it Marine A? <laughs>
5: yeah, Marine A. Since oh, it's Since Marine
0: A was actually successful a couple of months ago, and Marine <laughs> A was freed from prison, um, he's actually joined the Labour Party. In fact, inspired by the strong, muscular foreign policy established on the Owen Smith campaign. Yeah, and he's working in Dan Jarvis's constituency office.
5: Brilliant. Who fresh out of afghanistan wouldn't be attracted to the thumping pounding masculinity of owen smith and (laughs) that fantastic display that he put on during the summer of 2016
0: i think we should run through owen smith's gaffes there's a lot (laughs) there's a lot because originally he was going head to head with angela eagle but the talk of the plp was that there had to be (laughs) two candidates and the plp did a hustings between owen smith and angela regal and in their infinite wisdom the parliamentary labor party decided for owen smith was the more electable option <laughs> With Angela Eagle's campaign having fallen apart when her first press conference was interrupted by Theresa May becoming prime minister, <laughs> and all the journalists <laughs> fleeing while she called their names in vain in front of her pink Union Jack, Angela.
1: That's uh, like. <laughs> It's actually on film, isn't it? The moment they get the news that May became Prime Minister, they, yeah, they it's, to the draw. it's a glorious, glorious clip, if anyone can get a hold of it.
5: Uh, can we to- uh, start with the UK media, I think? Is there anyone Alison from the IT? Hang on, anyone from the BBC? <laughs> <laughs> BBC, anyone? No? Okay, Robert Peston, where are you? Michael Brick?
0: And so Owen was the boy who the entire right, the soft left, all the Corbyn sceptics of the Labour Party chose to take up the mantle of the anti-Corbyn counter-revolution. So let's go through some things that happened when Owen Smith... Decided to run for leader. (laughs) He did. He reigned supreme. He was the leader of our hearts. And he still is, in a way. He
5: still is, in many ways.
0: While he divides his time between his posts as Shadow Northern Ireland Secretary and Donald Trump's Secretary for the Treasury, Stephen Mnuchin. Basically, my theory is that Owen Smith, after Corbyn murdered him in September 2016, (laughs) is now living a sort of double life. So while the real Owen Smith is trapped in the Black Lodge... (laughs) the bumbling fucking catastrophic can't get a fucking sentence out has to be pointed in the direction of his office Owen Smith who we see working as Corbyn's Shadow Northern Island Secretary is the good the the good Smith (laughs) but he's trapped he's trapped in this just appalling incompetent waste of political space meanwhile bad Smithy is over there in America, running the economy for Donald Trump, cutting taxes for the rich, pushing through, you know, real sort of establishment Republican, globalist, let's be honest here, economics. I think all the evil in the world is collected in the Mnuch, Stephen Mnuchin, mm. Owen Smith's doppelganger. He's, he, and he's over there committing heinous crimes, not least his work for the Trump administration. But anyway, I think it's about high time we got started on this fucking list. There's a lot
5: to go through. <laughs> it's like... it's going to take some fucking time.
0: Yeah, this is like listening to BuzzFeed, guys. I mean, do BuzzFeed do a podcast? They must do, sure. Yeah, probably. It's just fucking James Ball, like,
5: Someone sent an ad hominem to me earlier and said... A fucking prick I mean... from Scotland, Jamie Ross.
0: What's your beef with Jamie Ross?
5: He's just a fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what...
0: So anyway, Owen Smith did a lot of great things on his campaign. For a start, he live-tweeted his wedding anniversary.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The kids are out, the wine's out,
0: Spotify playlist is on. (laughs) So Owen Smith tweeted with a picture of himself and his wife toasting themselves. He said, Kids all out and we're home alone, celebrating our 21st wedding anniversary. Steak, salad and Spotify is the plan.
5: And no Viagra.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to that. But... (laughs) (laughs) But the great thing is that somebody added Owen Smith as a joke, saying, uh, Salad, what are you, a fucking soft, bourgeois, metropolitan Easter And he's like, oh, oh, you're right, I'll get some spuds instead. <laughs> so we, we did get that beautiful insight into Owen Smith's domestic life. But, I mean, would you say even funnier, perhaps the Funniest thing ever to happen was when, at one of his rallies in Liverpool, a sparsely attended rally, I think that he had an ice cream truck at. <laughs> some guy said in a very, in a very strange sort of way, like
2: this guy comes along called Jeremy Corbyn, a bit
0: like the Messiah. I'm trying to crucify him. And Owen Smith, perfect timing. He's not the Messiah. He's a very. Naughty, naughty boy! boy. <laughs>
2: He's a very
0: naughty boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. We know that Monty Python is a little bit like The West Wing, and that it's one of the easy short uh. for centrists of a certain age to comprehend political matters. Whenever anyone says you're a centrist, you're not that left wing. They're like, huh, people's Judean Front splitters. <laughs> Even if they did uh, run as a parliamentary candidate for the SDP and split oh, the vote gosh. in the constituency so that the Tories got the seat. <sighs> <laughs> so that was hilarious, wasn't it? That was great banter. Honestly,
5: yeah. the best banter.
0: In a very banter-focused campaign. Oh, yes. Didn't he defend his banter? For... Think... Oh, sorry,
1: go ahead, Laura. Sorry.
5: I forgot what I was going to say now. Never mind. <laughs>
0: Fucking hell, Tom, what have you done?
5: misogyny. <laughs> <in the> <laughs>
1: the laddishness and the banter's coming through typically all of
5: my fuck-ups on misogyny (laughs) did you just hate women (laughs) oh shit what time is it i'm late for work
0: oh fuck (laughs) boss boss it's misogyny again
1: Speaking of banter, didn't he use the banter defence? He did
0: use the banter defence, yeah. It was a harmless political banter. Was that when he said that Nicola Sturgeon needs a gobstopper? I believe it was that. Oh, yeah, yeah. He posted a picture of himself, like, here I am with the lovely ladies of blah 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 fucking sweet shop like <laughs> yeah that was definitely its name it's welsh
1: I'm so- on his on his twitter account he had, he just have a lot of photos taken with his constituents and there's a running trend in them where they all seem to not know who he really is or they're confused as to why they're having a picture taken of them <laughs> it's, it's like who is this really-
0: fucking guy why no. Stephen Mnuchin come to town?
1: <laughs> I'm your MP. It's like, yeah, yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, fuck off, you are. mate.
5: course you are. are yeah, you yeah, yeah,
0: sure. The Mnuch is
1: fucking residing in Pontypridd.
0: He's the fucking
5: MP for Pontypridd, yes. yeah.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, Owen Smith, I mean, as opposed to the sort of abusive, vitriolic spirit of the Corbyn campaign, led by the Aryan hammer, Jeremy Corbyn himself, <laughs> Owen Smith's spirit his temperament throughout the campaign was nothing less than stellar for instance the time that he was on stage with Corbyn at one of the leadership debates and he began yelling at him did you vote leave Jeremy did you vote leave and Corbyn said no I voted and campaigned for remain and Owen Smith said did you vote leave tell me did you vote leave and Corbyn was like no no no, and I'm very surprised to hear you say that. Like, he just snapped. I'm not
2: even sure Jeremy did vote in in the general oh, Well, oh, I, in. I, I'd like to hear you oh, say in. it, Jeremy, because I'm not Owen, oh, I
3: thought we would grown up and we weren't that. any longer going to use those kind of questions or those kind of remarks. Well, I'd, li- I'd like to hear you say it. I would like to hear you confirm oh, that you, you voted in. Perfectly well what you and I were doing during the European referendum. What we're doing, we're speaking together on the same platform in Cardiff, asking people to vote to remain. I was at at that meeting, Jeremy. and
2: you made a very narrow speech, as you did in all of those rallies. You only spoke about protecting workers' rights. You didn't make the big case we should have made. We're internationalists in Labour.
4: We're okay, internationalists, and so we believe in
2: collaboration like, and,
1: and cooperation. And then everyone was just applauding him, and then just yeah. Owen just kind yeah. of shriveled up a little bit. It was just, oh, it was, beautiful. It was a beautiful <laughs> moment. I think I was at home watching the live stream of it. I was just like,
0: yes, fucking Avengers. Corbin was just like, at first he was sort of pleading with him. He was like, Owen, I campaigned with you at such and such place. We did a rally together where you deputized for John McDonnell. Why can't it be like it was then now, Owen? Why can't we talk to each other like we did on that night?
3: Jeremy doesn't agree
2: with me about that. And I say
0: again, are you
3: absolutely certain you did vote in? At the end of that that meeting in Cardiff, you didn't say any of that at all. You said something very different, actually. You said something extremely complimentary. And I said complimentary things to you. Can't we go back to that day? It was a beautiful (laughs)
0: night, Owen. I'll never forget it. And... (laughs) And Owen said, oh yes, I deputized for John McDonald! Where was John? And Corbyn was just like, um, he had a health problem. And it was so fucking awkward. It was just the, you could hear a pin drop. There was just this sort of vague mutter of discontent from the audience, like. How about going back to my question? in fact, as I recall it, in. you
3: were deputizing for John McDonald that didn't evening. He
0: definitely voted.
3: Yeah, John didn't show up. I don't know what John no, was doing. Was he he was didn't a, show he, was not, he was not able to be there, and I think you know the reason why. I don't uh,
2: actually. What was it?
3: It was a health issue. Oh, well, he didn't tell me at that time. Oh well, I, I'm okay. sure you would understand it then. Yeah. Okay. okay. And you know perfectly well that uh, straight after the referendum, I went to a meeting of the Party of European Socialists. You know perfectly well that I'm the first Labour leader to consistently attend PES meetings over the past six months because I want to build. That progressive alliance across Europe that does oppose austerity, that does oppose the idea of a free market Europe. You know that perfectly well because you supported me in doing I'm that. Still wondering, I'm still wondering why you haven't answered my direct question okay, as to whether you voted on on in or not. Owen, you know right. perfectly well what the answer is that I voted remain, and I'm very surprised okay. and actually quite disappointed that you should even raise this question. That's a good The only people that raised that question were actually the Daily Mail at the time.
1: because it was someone trying to challenge the leader of the Labour Party acting like such a child on stage trying to like throw a banana skin and trip him up it was pathetic honestly and it was a few times yeah. like, and there the other gaffs we're going to bring up as well like where he's just kind of he threw just his comes toys up. out the pram oh yeah like and it's just and imagine like just people thinking like this is the only other option than Corbyn that they're trying to offer up here for us
0: like, yeah imagine <laughs> just thinking Corbyn's that fucking bad that you go on a punt for this fucking loser like it really does put the difference between the most sort of radical wing of the anti-Corbyn factions, sheer fucking antipathy for him, and any fucking reasonable critique of Corbin into a very stark light, I think.
1: Apart from being the anyone but Corbyn candidate, who else viably, like, what factions, like, of course he aligns typically with the soft left, but not many were really willing to flock to him.
5: What
0: is the soft left? Like Owen Smith, he's a guy. He was a Blairite spad in 2006. (laughs) He said that the only thing he disagrees with Tony Blair on is the Iraq War. And you know what? He was quoted a bit earlier than that saying that he actually also agreed with Blair on the Iraq War. And uh, to be to his credit, a lot of people changed their view on that as. Apparently, to Owen Smith, but <laughs> this guy does not come from any leftward tradition in the Labour Party. And if he did, he would not have been able to slot so perfectly in as a spad and then an MP as he did.
1: His and, visor uh, days, wasn't it? When he was getting yeah. free products.
5: Which, which, <laughs> oh, which, oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, we, I totally forgot fun. about this.
1: For, for him and Mrs.
0: What Smith.
5: fucking guy. <laughs>
0: But before we get to that, a quick word on the soft left. It really is, you know, a quite specious sort of faction. The notion of the soft left basically comes from old Bevanites who split off from Tony Ben's faction because they didn't like the direction in which he was going in the 1980s. So this is when the pro bennite MPs left the Tribune group to form the campaign group tribune magazine at that time was edited by chris mullin who has in fact backed owen smith and is the author of the mm. very british coup who's the, moved to the right since the that supreme time, so. melt chris <laughs> <laughs> served as a minister in Blair's government. But he did edit Tribune magazine from a hard left. Tribune magazine, like I've looked on their website, the MPs they've got writing for it are fucking nobodies. Like I can't even remember their names. Like earlier on when we were talking about all the MPs who resigned, I do remember a lot of their names. I was just, you know, making fun of them. I don't fucking remember these people, whoever they were. And the Tribune group has relaunched once every five years or so as the voice of the soft left in parliament. And I've looked at it and it's got, you know, our, our friend Yvette Cooper and, and people like that, people who come from Blairite and Brownite in Yvette Cooper's case, traditions within the party. So the soft left has no real kind of organizational backbone beyond sh- shit, I guess, like the Fabian society. It has no real ideological foundation. It's a very broad term it's when just, you think about it really. It, it's just a term for fucking melts. It's just, it's just a term for someone who Jack, wants Jack, to be
1: seen please, that. we must stop using it. It's a slur. You can't say that. You can't say <sighs> melt. You can't say centrist. You have yeah, to centrist. stop this vile leftist
0: centrist abuse. is now. a
5: slur.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: want people calling me a socialist anymore because to accurately describe my political views is to label me with the most grievous slur. <laughs> I said on Twitter that next they'll start fucking saying that if you call them by their own names, that's a slur. And so a
5: slur. Yeah. <laughs> well some
0: guy said, yeah, but in Jolyon's case it actually is.
5: Well, happened.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's true Jolyon is a very offensive slur targeting a minority group. People call Jolyon. <laughs> to move on. Owen Smith no one with any sense could have been buying this like soft left nonsense like the old right were just using him as a weapon which in fact is a word that very accurately describes (laughs) You know, our, our source on the old right, Jack, Jack Taylor, name drop him again, destroy his credibility on the right. He, yeah, you know, he just said it was a laugh. You know, they didn't think you would win. They knew Corbyn had the support in the party. They just wanted to fuck everything up, and they fucking did. Like, well done, guys. Like, fucking, like we were fucked in the polls for like a year. Yeah, and that had nothing to do with it. With you, did it? Like, the, <laughs> the Labour just plummeting in the polls nothing to do with every major figure in the party apart from a few leftist loyalists coming out and saying yeah jeremy corbyn is shit he's not fit to do the fucking job he loves terrorism but yeah owen smith did actually make a kind of anti-semitic comment i thought just sort of i guess anti-semitic adjacent during the leadership contest so there was a jewish labor hustings and let's make no mistake about it corbyn is very unpopular with jewish labor members and with jewish people in britain as a whole and he was fucking bombing at this event like corbyn just breezed through all the other hustings against owen smith but in this one you know corbyn did not get a positive hearing owen smith was a lot more well received but i thought people kind of overlooked when he just, like, casually described Israelis as an entrepreneurial people. I was like, is that uh, an age-old trope?
5: There was a fair few Jewish leftists that I followed on Twitter at the time that sort of had a bit of a strange feeling about that and its weird sort of proximity to the old weird merchant trope and all of that sort of shite. So I wouldn't say that it went unnoticed amongst actual Jewish Labour members. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Unnoticed against the wider media who were far more concerned about the fact that Corbyn was sweating a little bit that night.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Owen Smith made another comment that I saw some Jewish leftists were actually unhappy about, which was when he described Momentum as a host parasite that had infiltrated the Labour Party. And again, that's a kind of age-old anti-Semitic trope. Yeah. The extent to which Owen Smith went hard against Momentum towards the end of the campaign was just kind of embarrassing. Like, he said that Labour should prescribe it.
5: Yeah, he really was putting his foot very firmly into his mouth by the end, I think. Especially when the campaign was sort of slipping out of his grimy little paws. He just went all in and sort of made a bit of a tit of himself. <laughs> <laughs> <Carry> <laughs> throwing every age-old insult that he could possibly get his hands on or force out of his mouth in his weird attempts to string a sentence together.
0: <laughs> there was an increasing tone of desperation that set yeah. in what had always been a banter-focused campaign. But after he brought out the banter defence, he did really up the banter levels. He turned it right up to 11. He turned it up. There, to are, 12. There, are only,
5: there are only so many times that you can pull the banter defense before people start getting bored. By the end of his campaign, he was really sort of treading that water and really mm-hmm. trying to push the whole banter bullshit as the things he was saying were getting more and more ludicrous and outrageous and just reeking of that despicable desperation.
0: I guess an interesting thing was that he used the banter defense about I think yeah gobstopper comments in the same week as donald trump used the banter defense about his grabbing by the pussy comments
5: yeah 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 i know a lot of feminists that really 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 went hard on those two events happening side by side and tried to draw a lot of maybe slightly dodgy comparisons between (laughs) people i'm like i'm not all out here to say that owen is literally trump but uh, <laughs> okay. i bet he would also no no i'm not i'm not, I'm not even gonna say that, well, not gonna say that. <laughs> they're
0: similarly judicious about their public statements i think we can say that yes i.e. not
5: similarly obsessed with genitalia
0: (laughs) we'll get to that in a bit but i wonder if their shared lust for banter was one of the reasons that owen smith got the call to take up the post as donald Trump's secretary for the treasury when he became president
5: nobody could keep up with trump's level of banter
0: (laughs) he was like i need you by my side
5: (laughs) manooch manooch i mean owen
0: I'm trying to think, can you make a portmanteau out of their two names? I'll work on it. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to some more of his appalling gaffes. So, let's, in his uh, very okay. first joint interview, and I think Andrew Marr with Angela Eagle, Owen Smith accidentally said that austerity is right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And he meant to say that anti-austerity is right in terms of what he thought was worth salvaging out of the Corbyn <laughs> project. But as per, he put his foot in his mouth. This guy who at the time was sort of, this is the competent option. He's not going to be like Angela doing these uh, interviews about nothing with, uh, <laughs> this guy, he's going to show us how it's done. And then he was like, austerity is right. And then instantly, like, the canary evolved Evolve Politics all clipped it and we're like, oh, here he oh, is. Saying-
2: <laughs> <laughs> Personally, I'm going to argue today okay. that austerity is right, but we need a plan for prosperity. Okay and you rather ungallantly say but you're too old anyway you, <laughs> well, you, you put it quite that didn't quite said that that's you were going that's
0: where you were going maybe that's it's a time going. for experience all
1: right did the even rights like,
0: haven't changed
1: did he even like try and correct himself or did he just carry on with the rest of what he was saying and didn't even go back to try and correct like what he'd said
5: i'm not did sure did even notice yeah, no, he, didn't.
1: he didn't know no, what it is.
5: No,
0: Mar just moved the conversation on.
5: I do. So. <laughs> was just like, yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you're
1: right, Owen. Austerity is right. Yeah.
5: God, you're a sensible leader. You... <laughs> Ideologically correct. This is so sensible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but
0: perhaps one of the greatest moments of the Owen Smith campaign was when he pretended not to know what a cappuccino is <laughs> in his first interview with the Guardian, and he said, "Oh." frothy copy in a tiny mug he's just such a normal guy he's just i can ah oh.
1: I just, <laughs> yeah normal
0: well when did he first come out with the normal man <laughs> stuff because i think that was when angela eagle who is of course uh, an open lesbian was running and he was like i'm a normal man with a wife and kids normal extremely normal i'm uh, the only
5: normal in the village <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, god <laughs> I'm glad you think I'm normal. I am normal. I I grew up in a normal household. I've got a wife and three children. My wife's a primary school teacher. I've been in Parliament for a couple of years now, six years. And before that I had two or three other jobs in business and in politics and advising on the peace process in Northern Ireland. And I think I can bring that normality, that sense of what our communities want. I live in the patch where I grew up and I represent it and I'm very proud of that.
0: (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Then I don't a do hit... those croissants or frothy coffee. <laughs> the first result is a hit piece by Sam Chris. Nice. Um, one of multiple hit pieces by Sam Chris that came out in the campaign, and he quotes the Observer article saying, receiving his quote-unquote frothy coffee in Pontypridd's... By the what? way, I was told by a Welsh listener that we've been pronouncing Pontypridd wrong. Oh, um, fuck. Well, wh- 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 you know, what are we going to do? In Pontypridd's Prince's Cafe, Owen Smith stopped mid-sentence to express some amusement. I tell you, it is the first time I have ever been given little biscuits and a posh cup in here, Smith said, looking up at the owner David Gamberini as his order was placed on the table. Seriously! I would have a mug normally, the MP added, examining the refreshments in front of him. And I guess that day Pontyprid's Prince Cafe certainly had a mug. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God. You can imagine just the barista just staring at him, just like pulling a face and just walking away, just like who is this? <laughs> who is this guy? <laughs>
5: it's this guy that comes in here and orders a lukewarm tap water every day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's how I like
0: it. Owen Smith reminds me of my politics. <laughs>
1: So so him not knowing what a cappuccino was, was your personal favourite Owen Smith gaff during the leadership campaign?
0: I think that was, uh, yeah, that was definitely up there. It's certainly one of the ones that's become the most iconic. Did you you have a, oh, go on, I I guess you do have a personal favourite. Did you know
1: what mine one was? (laughs) When he tried to uh, outflank Corbyn on foreign policy by saying that he'd advocate talks with ISIS. (laughs) Because it was the sort of spear that all the national newspapers were trying to like throw on Corbyn, saying he wants to talk with ISIS, he wants to talk with ISIS, and he didn't. And then Owen Smith was like, oh, this might actually be a good idea. <laughs> <And> it just <laughs> horribly backfired. It was incredible.
5: Would this process involve anyone from so-called Islamic State, yes or no?
3: No, they're not going to be around the table, no. Well, my record is
2: that I was someone who worked on the peace process in Northern Ireland for three years. I was part of the UK's negotiating team that helped bring together the the loyalist paramilitaries and the DUP in particular into the process alongside... And so with so-called Islamic State? And my view is that ultimately all solutions to these sorts of crises, these sorts of international crises, do come about through dialogue. So eventually, if we are to try and solve this, all of the actors do need to be involved, but at the moment, ISIL are clearly not interested in negotiating. Okay. Right. and so You're a no, and you're
5: a yes, that's fair. Well, Thank you. No, it's a yes. no, yes. yes. At some yes. point, at some point it's,
2: for it's, us to resolve yep. this, we will need to get people around the table. Did,
5: Actually, um, I, th- I think we should invite ISIS to pontypred for a cap capuccio cap cap, cap-, cap-, cap- <laughs> <prelo>? <laughs> Tap water. We should invite ISIS to Ponte, and we should have a talk over a tap water. <laughs>
0: That just reminds me of the Wu-Tang Clan track, Rules, that came out in the wake of 9-11, where Ghostface oh. Killer is like, uh, he, he's just talking to Al-Qaeda. And he literally <laughs> yeah. he literally says, no disrespect, <laughs> 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 but fly them planes over my hood and get blown to bits. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I sit.
5: if you come around here around Ponty, I fucking <laughs> fuck your wife, I don't know. <laughs>
0: I've I've fought plenty of lads in my time, you know. Get a few pints down me, I'll fight anyone. (laughs) Even
5: Isis. (laughs) Even
0: Isis. I'll take on all of you with my bare hands.
5: You you need
1: beers to wash down those dodgy burgers. (laughs)
0: Oh,
2: God. ready? ready? So here we are in London Fields with London Young Labour for their, I think it's traditional every Sunday barbecue. I'm told the burgers are a bit dodgy, but frankly I'm so
0: starving I'll eat them anyway and I hope there's a bit of beer to wash it down. See you later. That was one of his best sort of... Not a gaffe. Well, it was one of the gaffes that only left Twitter really picked up on because it was <laughs> yeah. funny. But the kind of people who work in the mainstream media for the most part are the kind of fantastic fucking dullards who <laughs> just would not recognise, like, an amusing piece of accidental comedy if it slapped them around the face. But he didn't stop there in terms of his foreign policy, did he, Tom? Because he said... Well, I think we'd have to get everyone round the table. And then they said, what do you think, Jeremy? And he was like, well, I don't think ISIS would be part of the talks. <laughs> absolutely
1: doing him in there.
0: <laughs> a video surfaced later in a Dispatches documentary on Channel 4 in which Corbyn was in a lift taking the piss out of Owen Smith for that. Like, well, you know, good luck to him with that. <laughs> Owen Smith just showed that he's, you know, a weak, pathetic leftist on foreign policy. He wouldn't kill ISIS's families. He's no substitute yeah. for Donald Trump. Amazing he got that White House job at all. <laughs> the foreign policy announcements continued with when Owen Smith was asked. Why he thought that it was essential that Britain renews for Trident nuclear deterrent, as they call it, the Trident nuclear missile system. I think it's probably a more accurate, plain description of something I don't think works as a deterrent. He said, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. well, I, you know, I think we need nuclear weapons. We're in what's happening now with uh, Donald Trump? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Okay, as a a Labour Party member, as a Labour MP, where do you stand on Trident? The vote is going to happen today, your leader is vehemently against it.
2: I don't think the time is right for us to be diminishing Britain's security in a more dangerous world. Just turn on the television every day and you see events from around the world. People feel that the world is much more volatile than it was. You know, nuclear weapons in North Korea, Iran halting at the moment, but who knows, prospect of Donald Trump in America. All of these are reasons, in my view, for us to stick with what we've had for 50 years, which has worked in helping keep Britain secure. I was uh, quite amused by uh, your your last contributor, Owen, when he was saying that the, the intellectual gymnastics that the Labour Party have gone through to try and justify this, and we have a new one to protect the country from donald trump
0: <laughs> As our american comrade drew pointed out for a moment he was uh quivering in his boots digging a shelter in his backyard because no. he knew owen smith would fucking declare nuclear war on america at the drop of the hat
1: well, he wouldn't declare it he'd just push the button and not tell anyone he'd just <laughs> go all in he'd just <laughs>
0: at style baby this is real labor shit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
5: and
1: that's why we needed him because he was a pure labourite, and we're never gonna get that opportunity to have him as leader and it makes me sick
5: pure bred welsh socialism <laughs>
1: <laughs> so i think we alluded to it earlier but there was of course
0: for time he said he didn't actually say be off did he i think he said beat out uh, i think it no, was left
1: he... twitter that made it beat off <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> i think it was i fought off i fought off yeah fought, fought off a off, thousand yeah. lads to get my wife and this was i think around the time a lot of women began to get quite uncomfortable
1: about the owen smith campaign yeah. i don't think yeah. we should let this guy lead our party i just
5: i think this guy has a serious problem with women <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Because the clip surfaced from a few years ago where he was on Question Time with Leanne Wood, oh, the no, yeah. oh, leader oh, of the yeah, yeah. where he was talking about how she'd been on there a few times. I don't think he'd been invited on there before. And he said, Oh, well, you know, they want to get you on because you're a woman.
2: Mm. Have a Question
3: Time <clears throat>
0: Nope.
2: I keep putting you on instead. <clears throat>
3: I think we're party balance. they would be um, other people, they'd be putting on an wouldn't
0: they, around hey, with me. You
6: <laughs> okay. Oh, <yeah. laughs>
0: I think it helps. I think your gender helps as well. Yeah. Ah, that's how it works, isn't
5: it? Yeah, that's exactly how it works, actually, yeah. Yeah.
0: I, if anything, I'd say women are vastly overrepresented in the political sphere.
5: Yeah, yeah I mean, I've seen at least few women on like bbc primetime panel shows in the past three months
0: oh well we know that's where the real comedy is don't we panel shows oh do you know after the queen dies the bbc won't air any comedy for i think 12 days
5: how would we be able to tell
0: (laughs) (laughs) well our friend andreas tweeted on one of his sadly long lost accounts the the fucking fascist twitter authorities shut down because he was speaking too much truth against the torrent of fake news and post-truth politics that we're used by James Ball
5: and also just you know the homophobia and anti-semitism that is regularly directed at our comrades
0: <laughs> yeah 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 that as well andreas said that's okay her dying is all the comedy i'll need <laughs> 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 which remains i think one of the best tweets
1: ever <laughs> Yeah. yeah. How many accounts has he gone through now on Twitter?
0: Who knows? Who knows? But, but, knows. but, knows. but one, <laughs> one day, one day Andreas will join us on this podcast for a <laughs> good old bitch <laughs> about all the slugs and the melts. While we're sort of off on a detour away from Owen Smith, can I briefly talk about the saga of James Ball? Who got really into the whole train gate <laughs> thing last year? Really into train gate. He actually went on Microsoft Paint for, I'm told by uh, James, oh. Water, around five minutes, made a timeline of the events of train gate, which obviously, which obviously was the thing that discredited Corbyn once and for all. Most shocking moment of the 2016 leadership contest. Oh, hey, this is actually related to what we're talking about.
5: Yeah, and I think honestly, the whole train problem probably did more damage to corbin than anything owen smith could ever have said
0: <laughs> because every <laughs> tedious dickhead up until like the other day when it was proven to be bullshit was <laughs> was just like oh corbin fake not being able to get a seat on that train and there was no compelling line of attack from the owen smith campaign that stood the test of time that tedious dickheads weren't already saying something really, really funny happened.
1: James Ball got a review on his new book, didn't he? By a mysterious he individual did. known as yeah. FFF. I don't know who that could be, ah! but uh, <laughs> I I, no I'm idea. just thrown up in the air, you know? No idea. James Ball actually called this person
0: polarisation. He said, having written a book on dangers of polarisation, I got hit by polarisation. Who? Who? then made up a stance on abortion. What? James Ball tweeted, excitingly, my book on fake news and post-truth, two great concepts there, now has a fake news Amazon review because everything is meta now. <laughs> and the book, by this mysterious FFF character, a.k.a. Polarisation, wow, s- says, well, the review is entitled Eat the Train, and it's a one-star... <laughs> It's a one-star review. It says, bought this in the hope that it would contain helpful tips on how to create fake news like the author frequently does. (laughs) Unfortunately, it was mostly about his staunch anti-abortion views. (laughs) Do not recommend. Six people found this helpful. Gotta get this guy on.
5: (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, oh,
0: what a great review! Yeah. Oh shit, Kezia Dugdale is apparently set to step down as leader of the Scottish Labour Party tomorrow. Breaking oh, news! Oh wait, what? Yeah, that's what I'm seeing. Sky sources: Kezia Dugdale oh. expected to step down as leader of the Scottish Labour Party, possibly as soon as tomorrow. Understand? Under- Great
5: news on the Real Realpolitik podcast. I
0: know, although it will probably come out tomorrow after she's resigned.
5: Understand? Yeah, you, you heard it here first.
0: <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. <laughs> Understand? Scottish Labour members have been told today. Announcement expected tomorrow. Oh. Exciting news. And I think that ties in nicely with what we're talking about in terms of the 2016 leadership campaign, because Kezia Dugdale was actually one of the big name nominees for Owen Smith. She endorsed him fairly late on in the campaign, I think. But I mean, I thought it was a bit a bit cheeky. Because basically, when in the 2016 local elections where Labour had had kind of done all right in the UK as a whole, but in Scotland, they'd actually got fewer seats in the Scottish Parliament than the Scottish Tories. People were like, Jeremy, 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 should Kezia Dugdale resign as Scottish Labour leader? And he was like, no, she's doing a good job. And it's like, no, she fucking isn't. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) So she stayed on as leader and eventually endorsed Owen Smith, I think around the same time as Sadiq Khan, who had heretofore stayed neutral along the lines Mm -hmm. of Andy Burnham. I remember actually, I was like feeling very depressed on the day that Sadiq Khan endorsed Mm. Owen Smith. I came home from a party about 11 and just went to bed. And I woke up a couple of hours later because I'm not good at going to sleep at reasonable times. And I just looked at my phone. I saw Sadiq Khan endorses Owen Smith. I was just like... Ah, yeah, everything is fucking shit, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'd fucking voted for that guy, like, in order to solidify Labour's power in the capital and in the country as a whole. And here he was contributing to this divisive and clearly futile leadership campaign. And that was uh, was disappointing. And then Mm. when Corbyn shouted Sadiq out at Labour conference, he just sort of sit there in the audience like... I don't even know what his facial expression was. He just kind of like smirked and looked away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shit, big news there. Shit,
5: shit, interesting.
0: Is there anyone good on the left in Scottish Labour who we might want to replace her?
5: Oh God,
1: isn't it? Isn't oh it God, largely there's not much left of it. I, I can't really say I don't know much too much about Scottish Labour.
0: <laughs> you like, there's not much left of it. I mean, they've got seven MPs now, to be fair.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're almost in as good a place as the Live Dems. <laughs>
0: And all those MPs, Danielle Rowley and Hugh Gaffney at the very least, are pretty decent. Like on the left. Good people.
5: Yeah. It's time for Slice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's time for Alistair Craig to become leader of the
5: Scottish Labour
0: Party. (laughs) (laughs) Choo choo,
1: motherfuckers!
0: Fuck
5: no, no Rangers fans. No. (laughs)
1: Oh Oh, yeah, he's a Rangers fan, isn't he, Alistair?
5: This is a Catholic podcast.
1: We need to bring him on just for the football discussion because we've got a few people coming on the United Passions episode.
0: God, how many fucking guests are we going to have? We're going to have Jude... William Kejani, we're going to have Jude. Oh, it's going to be a great episode. So there are a few more major gaps on the Owen Smith campaign. So there was when he said, oh, you don't want the Labour Party to be run by some lunatic.
5: Oh, God. Oh, this was fucking painful because I was working in a group that was doing a lot of disability activism at the time. And it was just like, following just the entire shitstorm that had been the leadership campaign, it was just one final blow that left us all feeling so, so, so disenchanted with the majority of the Labour Party and the entirety of the PLP at this point. We're
3: going to get two
2: million people who actually voting, talking 12 months ago to vote Labour in 106 seats. All you
4: won't
2: get from me is some, you know, at the top of the Party. you so nice at all, about
5: what's wrong with Britain. Fucking unbelievable and such a kick in the teeth. Somebody who is running to be leader of the Labour Party and essentially to be Prime Minister of the United Kingdom could so easily get up and use mental health slurs. Yeah. In such a like nonchalant way. Yeah,
0: it was. It, it was, was just a flippant comment. Was
5: seriously fucked.
0: He obviously didn't think about it at all. He didn't think there'd be any kind of repercussion. I don't think he thinks about yeah, much he really when he's saying anything. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's like. Right, it's great to have people trying to be the left who have no kind of, like, experience of, you know, working with activists. And, yeah. you know, Corbyn would know that you don't call people lunatics. And Owen Smith tried to fucking, like, time and time again, he tried to wriggle out of it by saying, ah, but you called such and such a lunatic in 1992. Yeah, It's like, yeah, but yeah. values were a little bit different back then. I mean, Corbin was ahead of his time on a lot of stuff, but he's not going to be fucking perfect on every bit of language. Yeah.
5: What, it was he... just—it was so disingenuous to watch him try and wiggle out of that. It was yeah. fucked up, man.
2: I think we've got to remember history, Jeremy. I agree with you that there's no room for personal abuse in politics, but, you know, you're not the only socialist in the village. You're not... Well, I don't know why you're laughing. Jer- Jeremy's, Jeremy's been, you know, pretty
3: fruity with his language on I've occasion. I've never Perhaps used our bad language on on later people. on Oh, and you'll never find me using bad language on individuals.
2: Okay. Well, well Jeremy, Jeremy I'll, in that case, I'll just quote this to you. I, rem, I, you know, I, got, I got attacked a bit this week for using uh, the word lunatic, for which I've apologised. Good, thank you. For which I've apologised. Jeremy Corbyn called a Tory MP a lunatic in 1992, and he used the word again <laughs> in Parliament in 1993. So, you know, I think,
3: I think there's source of the goose and source okay, of the gander, Jeremy. Jeremy. You one second you, you know, back you've been, like been like just a then, bit true we'll to yourself on. on occasion. I'd rather we got on to discussing right. politics. Great.
1: <laughs> yeah. Why did Smith call him a lunatic again? Was it over Trident, or what was it, what was it over? He denied
0: that he was actually calling Corbyn a lunatic. He said that oh, he yeah. was saying that in a general sense. And he's a, to use the parlance of our friend Marie LeConte, you know, that <sighs> he's a safe pair of hands. But unlike Corbyn, who, as we know, is a lunatic, mentally ill, <sighs> we know mentally ill people, they're not capable of holding senior positions or anything because they you know, can't do anything. Is it wise to describe Jeremy Corbyn as a, as a lunatic? Would you apologise for using that language to people with mental health problems? I didn't use that language with
2: reference to Jeremy. I used it with reference to myself. Somebody said I've been running around like a lunatic. If anybody's been offended by that, I apologise unreservedly.
0: That did, as you say, Laura, feel like a fucking slap in the face after the first ever shadow mental health secretary yeah, exactly. resigned.
5: Yeah, exactly, over, basically this whole fucking thing anyway yeah dark days dark days
0: <laughs> dark days yeah no it was like corbyn was like you know i'm gonna create this post so that we seriously seriously
5: fucking radical posts well, i don't think we talk enough or we give enough credit to the creation of that fucking post like how important that was for so many fucking people for so many people within disability activism within any kind mm. of activism but also just people that were living with mental health problems various sorts of disabilities and stuff like what a fucking moment that was to see a position created in the shadow cabinet that was specifically for people suffering with their mental health and the Mm. repercussions that has on the nhs and all sorts of bullshit and then for (laughs) for the the person placed in that role to behave in the way that they did and quit and be such an asshole about it. And then not long later for mental health slurs to be slung around again yeah. so nonchalantly. It just all came pretty fast and it was just horrible. There was just a weird fucking mood around the whole thing at this point. And, it, and I really, really felt it when he started trying to wriggle out of the, the bullshit. Oh, I didn't I didn't call him a lunatic. I was just oh, using the word lunatic in, in general because I, I'm not a lunatic. I'm normal.
0: Yeah, that was it, basically. It was another I am a normal man thing. And it was a message to anyone who had been feeling vulnerable, maybe, in the last couple of years. And it invested a lot of hope in Corbin. Like, we're going to do everything we can to destroy this project and we don't care about you even in the most basic way of like considering how we speak but that wasn't the only egregious comment that owen smith tried to wriggle out of (laughs) such as when he (laughs) tried to deny joking about having a 29 inch penis
3: (laughs) your 29
2: inch penis is diet swinging it around Tapping people on the head. Slapping it in their face. Is that Like a cosh, Like a bloody coss. You're using your sex. Poking it. Poking
3: it in people's eyes. I'm saying that's my 29 inch penis. You poke my eye out. You poke my eye out. Now I can't bloody see.
2: I can't fucking see. Owen. You poke my eye out. With your 29 inch penis
1: penis <laughs> <laughs> visor products for you
0: I remember it verbatim somebody asked him at one of his rallies but again he thought nobody was recording it he thought <laughs> no one was gonna get this just like you know he thought that a Corbyn staffer wasn't gonna go to his rallies and take pictures <laughs> of how few people were in the audiences <laughs> He thought no one was gonna gonna get any wind of it, so somebody asked him, "Owen, can I ask you a personal question?" And he said, "Oh sure, 29 inches," <laughs> <laughs> and gestured towards his crotch, and he said, "No, no, I was talking about my <laughs> no, no, like my funny. fucking like my inner leg or something. It's like, right, like well, that's oh, a shit yeah. joke, then. Doesn't oh, make any sense. Word. Like you're an unfunny prick." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I ask
5: you a personal question? Yes, it's about my twenty-nine-inch inseam trouser leg. <laughs> well, I guess just Gr- so many banter, people. Great banner, Owen. What? Great <laughs> joke. So many
0: people just must come to Owen asking him about either his penis or his trousers. The guy must wear great trousers, perhaps revealing trousers. Although,
5: trousers.
0: <laughs> I've seen that picture of Corbin in his tracksuit bottoms, and oh, I no. think.
5: Oh God. Just...
0: <laughs> I know you the a real strapped motherfucker in this context.
5: Oh
6: contest. my god! <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh my god! Why
5: can't it oh be like god.
0: it was a few months ago, Tom? <laughs> Why can't we be like we were that night?
1: <laughs> i always treasure that oh. moment. You mentioned earlier on how. He had the introduction of a mental health minister. Owen Smith wanted to introduce his own position in the party, didn't he? Uh, oh. Which was for the presidency of the Labour Party. He only oh, wanted yeah, to make yeah. he wanted to make Corbyn the president. Corbyn.
0: Completely fucking useless. <laughs> and Corbyn
1: just went, position. lol, no. <laughs> just yeah, just was like, on. Owen,
0: you keep offering me a position that doesn't exist. You know, I thought this was a little bit disingenuous of Corbyn because Owen Smith was saying he'd create it so Corbyn could be in it. But still, it's a fucking shit deal.
1: I wouldn't have accepted <laughs> it. Corbyn was just like going, it doesn't exist, it doesn't exist. During the debate, he was just kind of looking at his notes and started dismissing him. It doesn't exist, Owen, it doesn't exist. What would
0: would he even have done? Like rally the grassroots? Like Owen Smith (laughs) would have fucking prescribed momentum. There wouldn't be any Labour grassroots. It'd be like Labour First, just rigging shit. Just sitting back, cigar in hand, like, how do we rig this one, guys?
5: Labour students, how do we create this position? Oh,
0: yeah, (laughs) did that happen during the fucking coup? Was that before?
5: I have no fucking idea.
0: I know that was when our boy Max Shanley got dragged through the mud by the bastards. I mean, we mentioned earlier how a sense of disquiet crept in with some Labour women as the Owen Smith campaign proceeded. And I've actually heard that this was even the case with certain female MPs who were seen quite prominently at the start of his campaign and sort of disappeared as it went on because I've been told he's not very nice to work with. But, you know, I personally, I thought he came off as a prick. I thought he came off as very conceited, very bitter.
5: I'm going to say it, pulse. A uh, bit of a misogynist.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 so yeah. a lot of people, a lot of women, and a lot of, uh, you
1: know, I, me as well. I thought he'd you
5: have know, <laughs> said to him as well. <laughs> a lot, a lot of, of women, and more importantly, me. Yeah, Jack, important. Jack yeah, Frayn-Reed, the book.
1: misogynist, does believe he was a misogynist.
5: <laughs> I <laughs> Spot would know. one of my own. <laughs> I have misogyny down to an art.
0: (laughs) There's two things I know about. It's misogyny and spreading fake news. Sorry, three things. And boasting about spreading the fake news in question. But some people of colour within the Labour Party actually also got a kind of sense of discomfort from Owen Smith as his campaign proceeded. Particularly when he came out and said that Labour needed to expand the PREVENT scheme. Which a lot oh of, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people think is very discriminatory. and I think it is actually.
5: I, I, I work in he. It's it's discriminatory.
0: Yeah. Well, there we have it from the horse's mouth.
5: <laughs> wow. You can't just call me a horse because you don't agree with me, Jack. That's <clears throat> <a> misogynic. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm sorry, but I will defend the prevent scheme with my fucking life. <laughs> Expand that shit. But yeah, basically, Owen Smith tried to wriggle out of that by saying that he didn't actually know what the prevent scheme was <laughs> oh yeah
5: yeah that makes it better oh yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah
1: excuse for most of his like gaffes like i didn't know what that was it's like so you want to advocate talks with isis oh i don't know i don't know i i, I don't <laughs> who? know who isis are you know who <laughs> who is this mr isis <laughs> i don't know what a cappuccino is i can't i can't possibly <laughs> donald
0: trump never heard of him what's banter <laughs> <laughs> what is binge? What is corn oh, pie? No. <laughs> some guy actually replied with what is binge to someone who called him earlier and oh our my god <laughs> i think it was sincere oh, i think hell. it was this old racist man with just a nightmare of a profile picture like i actually called john reed which pissed me off because that's what me and the only american buried in the kremlin are called like <laughs> <laughs> like fuck that but anyway this john reed character was mouthing off some racist shit we took a pop at him He's said tebbit was right all the real fascism is on the left now and in the 1930s and uh, then someone was like we're kicking you out of the labor party bench because he said he might vote for some other party in his fucking bio on twitter and he was like what is oh, my God! you heard it from a horse's <laughs> mouth oh, Fucking hell. another thing that i thought was a bit fucking dog whistly coming from owen smith was the article has since been deleted weirdly like the fucking globalists powers that be but basically he used as evidence of corbyn's metropolitan attitude that corbyn tweeted praise for serena williams after she won wimbledon what the fuck because you know he should have been praising british athletes oh this is a real quote i'll I'll fucking i'll post it on our, our twitter account when i after we're done recording but he said that he said that what the fuck is that he'll say anything he believes that or if it's just yeah as you say tom anything goes
1: Shit. i'm really glad he didn't become leader of the labor party i'm just gonna put it out there i I mean
5: i'm not gonna go that far you know (laughs) i think think he could have brought a specific brand of welsh socialism (laughs) to the labor party but maybe maybe it was okay that the queue didn't quite work.
1: Can I just ask you guys, just put this out there. Okay, let's say he won the leadership challenge. Okay, what would we be looking at in terms of the makeup of the party and particularly going into that election in 2017 because there's no doubt if he became the leader Theresa may would have called the election this year yeah we'd so, have
0: continued vomiting in the polls because every yeah. bit of enthusiasm uh, that the corbyn we would have become just like
1: up, a remain protest okay. party we would have alienated a lot of labor members who voted leave it would just yeah. be an absolute shit yeah. show yeah. wouldn't
0: it leave really would become a sort of uh, a vote of a right like if you're yeah. if you're a leave supporter then you'd feel betrayed by labor and you'd probably back a right-wing party i think you know we might have seen the tories do a bit better in the labour heartlands in that case so i think corbyn has time and time again taken basically the right tack on the european union and not blocking article 50 was the most fundamental of those choices yeah how many seats
1: directly would have lost
5: oh i don't know quite a few i think we'd have been left with about three (laughs) john mcturnan Andreas phillips
0: <laughs> the true really voices hot. of labour yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah well, ponty Pridd, i think is a leave voting constituency so <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> owen smith might That has is have terrible
1: been... his job
0: yeah he might have said all right no. i mean to be fair corbyn's constituency was a remain voting one and he increased his majority but yeah. you know the thing is so many mps increased their majority around the country and that was basically due to the groundwork of momentum that was due to the left getting yeah. out on the street for the Labour Party and the excitement generated by the campaign that Jeremy Corbyn and the left-wing leadership ran. You know, I think the fact that people like Seamus Mill and Andrew Murray were working on that campaign is why it was such an efficient campaign that was so effective on the ground and won over so many voters in so many constituencies, including in places where we already held the seat. Not because of any of the people that Owen Smith would have used. I mean, I think it would have been, you know, you might have got some wanker from Obama's administration over or something to fight the election like <laughs> yeah. Miliband did. Like, you know, it would have been just textbook milk toast centre-left politics that is just failing all around the world. Labour would have been passockified. It would have been a disaster
1: the party well actually owen did come out and say after the election that he reckon he would have done better if he was the leader do you remember that when he came he, out and said that
0: yeah i mean i think that was just our sort of lovable like catastrophic gaff prone fuck up <laughs> owen smith there. Still going. i think he was sort of saying who knows i might have won but he was praising corbyn a lot in that interview yeah. he was saying yeah. oh you know the rest of us want whatever he's got it's like it's it's, it's called socialism mate <laughs> <laughs> Someone's tweet, Sorry.
6: You, <laughs> yeah,
1: To be fair, though, I'm just looking at his exact he said,
2: Well, I think in keeping with a lot of people in this country, my view, Sophie, was that Labour wasn't going to get close to winning with Jeremy as our leader. Um, I've said previously I was clearly wrong about that because we did very well at the election, gained 30 seats, almost 13 million votes I wasn't anticipating that and Jeremy in that regard absolutely proved me wrong and proved many people wrong and we are now in with the chance of winning an election the Tories are clearly riven right now they could collapse at any moment and Labour needs to stand ready to form a government
0: if you had won that leadership election do you think you've would done as well as Jeremy Corbyn did
2: I don't know I hope so I hope I might have even got us to win but I can't know that Sophie look I think Jeremy is uh, clearly, galvanised young people in this country. We've seen that not just in the election, but since I met people during the election who hadn't voted ever. Uh, certainly, people who hadn't voted for a long while, who felt Jeremy was speaking to and for them, and that Labour was speaking to and for them. And I don't think any of us can argue with that. And therefore, I think he's earned the right to try and get Labour into power, and earn the right to be our next prime minister. And then he rejoined the shadow cabinet. Yeah.
6: <laughs> yeah, like,
1: and that's, that's right. <laughs> Exactly, and that's what I was going to say. Like When you consider the absolutely disastrous campaign he had, he's made somewhat of a good comeback from it. Like Because I was expecting him to just kind of melt away into the back benches. And, like, <laughs> the melt spe-
0: being the operative melt. word.
1: <laughs> just kind of spending the rest of the, his remaining days as a member of Parliament. Remaining
0: pod- being the operative word. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my word. But yeah, but... I've got I to gotta give it to him, like, well... He's, he's bounced back. He's bounced back. Um,
0: especially yeah. the Trump administration job.
5: Yeah, yeah, it's going really well for him. You know, you got to give him credit for that.
0: I, I guess, you know, he, he, he sees <laughs> eye to eye with Trump on various things beyond the nuking America issue. <laughs> but, you know, especially the banter thing. But, you know, also yes. on the sort of... They're suspicious yeah, they of women being overrepresented on TV. They both like to... Has Trump ever boasted about his penis size? Yeah, he He has. He has, because he he said, you know, like, I actually have uh, normal sized hands.
1: Look at those hands, and he just kept showing his hands to the camera.
0: (laughs) You know what they say about guys with normal sized hands? Normal sized hands.
4: Normal sized hands, mind. He hit my hands. Nobody has ever hit my hands. I've never heard of this one. Look at those hands. Are they small hands? He referred to my hands. If they're small, something else must be small. I guarantee you, there's no problem. I guarantee.
0: It. Wait, so Trump's actually more modest than Owen Smith, who was like, "Oh, it's 29 inches."
3: 29 inches.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, Owen Smith has not just fucked up whilst running that campaign. He fucked up before and he's fucked up since. A classic Owen Smith story is that when he was working as a BBC journalist, he needed <laughs> oh God, he needed to get a quote from the police so he called 999 I can't remember how that panned out did he get arrested for wasting police time I don't know he, he called he called 999 and they were like sorry Owen we can't help you with this but if you join the Labour Party you can work as an informant for us
5: and a beautiful friendship with the cops
0: Louis. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. An article was also uncovered from prior to his leadership bid, I think that he wrote for Labour List, where he compared the Lib Dems in coalition to domestic abuse victims.
5: Yeah, yeah, I remember when this was found, this kicked off a fair amount of, as I'm sure everyone can imagine, pretty justified anger, to be honest not a good subject to make jokes about <laughs> there are a lot of things that you could describe the Lib Dems going into Coalition using melts, tosses,
0: sort of, traitors
5: sort of various jokes that you could play snakes. one of which should not ever be there being abused by a partner in an abusive relationship I can't possibly imagine what would have made him make the jump straight to that In his weird little head, apart from misogyny,
0: (laughs) yeah, just uh, it's fucking shocking. Yeah, it's it's It's, just like it seems to be a weird
5: pattern here.
0: (laughs) Smash Theresa May back on her heels. Heels, That was another one. Heels,
5: yeah, yeah, that was fucked as well, and all the like. I don't think this sort of ever really got discussed that much because all of these things were so sort of shocking on their own. Nobody ever really thought to group them together. But when you actually do look at all of the shit that he said, like from the weird fucking Viagra sex life comments.
2: I like the Duracell bunny. I want to take him on wherever we Duracell go. Duracell bunny. On, win oh, on the way, when, the you, when you were running Pfizer, did you have to test all the products? Mm. That's for me and Mrs Smith to know about. Really?
5: <laughs> well, I would have thought a straight answer would be no. You wouldn't yeah. have to test all the pharmaceutical products. Well, I, so yeah. you were that that was called a
2: joke, Susanna. Yeah. yeah. But Honestly. Just, just but to clarify, sorry, did you, it was just a joke. But having yeah. opened the door to the joke, <laughs> did you ever try Viagra? No, I haven't, actually.
5: <laughs> and that I was the answer I ha- we were I haven't after. needed it. <laughs> oh my goodness me. To the weird fucking 29-inch dick, to all the shit he said about Leon Wood. Only being on TV because she's a woman. You know, Nicola Sturgeon needs a fucking gobstopper or whatever he said, or fighting off however many men to get his fucking wife or whatever that quote was he's going to smash Theresa May back on her fucking heels Corbyn started misogyny in the Labour Party his opposition to all women shortlists based on literally nothing
0: <laughs> yeah I think that might predate his campaign to be fair I think he u-turned on that during the campaign but you know that was just a political it, it expedience feels,
5: it's clearly like systemic of a problem that this guy has with women. <laughs> <laughs> winning like, trend, definitely. listen to the length of that list that I just spilled off of that's just <laughs> yeah. shit that I could just remember off the top of my fucking head this guy has done some serious shit and it's all well and good that you know we can pat him on the back and say that ah yeah he bounced back fairly well from what should have been his fade back into complete backbench obscurity into yeah. you know his, his new fucking position as shadow Northern Ireland that's all well and good but like this guy is, is just genuinely quite a fucked up man with I a lot of really serious problems him. and he's not ever going to be a comrade to us yeah we shouldn't we really need to not do the whole fucking toe-in-the-line bush thing that all the Americans are doing like Mm. inviting back all these absolute cunts back into the fold because they've done Mm. one good thing since they did the one big horrible thing yeah <laughs> like no, I, I this guy does genuinely suck this guy does have a fucking problem with women this guy does have some sort of weird problem with maybe islamophobia potential issues around racism because yeah. of all the prevent shit and all the slightly dodgy shit he said about israel and all that like at the very root of all this it is all well and good to laugh at owen smith and what a pathetic little creature he is yeah but like he is systemic of the soft left problem with diversity D- like uh, that, represents I... everything about them that we should be rallying against at all times we need to be protecting women we need to be protecting fucking anyone that's gonna fall in the way of these cunts and like their genuine vitriol <laughs> that they spit <laughs> he made a fucking joke about domestic abuse like what the hell yeah, yeah. how it's, is this it's... guy allowed to run for leader how did it's
1: shocking.
5: like <laughs> yeah, exactly like how is this guy in a position of fucking power yeah, like what well,
0: the hell I I mean I guess the Blairite conveyor belt fucking spad to parliament like yeah. it accounts for how how, how yeah exactly how he became an mp but no you're totally right and it does as i think i was saying earlier put into such stark contrast how how the, all the people who backed Owen Smith disliked jeremy corbyn so much that this was the guy they were prepared to put forward
1: and they were willing to ignore all that as well just to just
0: get corbyn out
5: and, and corbyn's the, the awesome. fucking misogynist the corbyn project is the misogynist oh, one the so disingenuous <laughs> well at the time
0: Rihanna and lucy Coslett wrote an article for the independent which was basically about how she's welsh and how Owen Smith reminded her of the kind of old school bloke Labour set who had dominated the Welsh Labour Party, which, I, I mean, you know, I guess their sort of visual archetype would be Carwin Jones with the face that makes you support white genocide. But she recounted a story where, in fact, a character who's appeared before in this tale, Leanne Wood, uh, yeah. who Owen Smith was perplexed was invited on TV despite being the leader of a major party Black in Wales. Comes, yeah. Yeah. She basically said that this was why a young progressive woman like her didn't want to go into the Labour Party, why she ended up yeah. in Clyde Cymru because the atmosphere in the Labour Party was like this, that she'd get dismissed. And I've heard from people who've worked with Owen Smith that they get that sense from him. I've heard he's not a nice man, basically. Yeah. A couple of his comments I think that we didn't touch on. One of them most shocking ones was when he lied about how many Syrians there are in Pontypridd schools oh, like
6: fuck yeah
0: he basically said that the local schools were under pressure from um, the sheer deluge of syrian refugees that were, were. like all fucking four five yeah.
5: of kids like
0: yeah it was like it was like a, a tiny handful of children yeah. i think michael chesham writing him a new statesman he found the census and found out the extent to which owen smith was bullshitting and i think that's really one of the ones it's not just a faux pas that reveals a nasty man underneath it's him just really being politically quite nasty and unpleasant and yeah. there were a lot of lines during the campaign where he spoke about how Corbyn has too metropolitan, whatever, an attitude on immigration. Well, Corbyn's a bit of a liberal. It's like the whole reason Corbyn's leading this party and you're not is because he's not a liberal. But he almost tried to say, despite his ultra Remainer stance, no, no, no you people who voted Leave because you're racist, you can still support me. Sure, I'm a Remainer, <laughs> but I love racism too. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was so cynical and so fucking awful. A thing I thought was just really funny was when he said Momentum? Remind you of anything? Militant also began with an M, you know? (laughs) Oh, Christ.
5: (laughs) What sort of fucking lowest common denominator bullshit is this?
0: (laughs) <laughs> that was right at the end of the campaign when he was scraped yeah. at the bottom of the barrel, when he'd fucking, like, fallated Chucker and Jarvo into endorsing oh, him. Oh, yeah. But as I touched upon earlier, the owns continued after Owen Smith lost to Jeremy Corbyn by, I think, a 61% to thirty-eight hey, point something percent hey, margin. He increased his majority against... Yeah. <laughs> Basically, Jim Waterson from oh. our friend's BuzzFeed Brent. wrote an article which was like a big thing about fake news and how news used to be all truthful and everything was, you know, in the truth era. And now it's the post-truth era and there's all this fake news and blah blah blah, news isn't good anymore apart from BuzzFeed and all their mates who work for the Telegraph and the Times and the Guardian and the New Statesman. Um, so he wrote this big article and Owen Smith retweeted it like, oh BuzzFeed talking about fake news and about accurate journalism, is it? <laughs> And then Jim Waterson just, like, added him back, like, hi, Owen, here's a 5,000-word dissection of why your leadership campaign failed. <laughs> yeah. I've got no love for Jim um, Yeah, <laughs> I've been told that he's one of the more pleasant members of the lobby to deal with, but I thought that, that was well played on his part, honestly.
5: Yeah, fair.
0: As much as I love to shit on BuzzFeed and their penchant for churning out fake news by the gallon...
5: I don't know what's worse, like their current stuff or their former stuff.
0: <laughs> now that they lack a safe pair of hands, they've lost that spirit. So is there anything that we've not mentioned here? I guess the biggest gaffe of all was putting himself up as a candidate in a leadership contest. There you go, <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
5: yeah.
0: The they whole shambles, just the whole charade. Didn't he actually fuck up recently in something to do with Ireland? Like something about the six counties or something. Oh, God. There's a picture of The Express with an article about Owen Smith with a picture of Owen Jones. (laughs) (laughs)
5: Let's
0: not rake over Owen Jones's conduct during that leadership campaign. He's in parlance of our friends from Chapo Trap House owen jones has bent the knee to the left now <laughs> <laughs> by the way i saw an episode of this game of the thrones thing that loads of people apparently watched last night and like i don't know it's some weird shit about like you find out like someone's related and then you find out that they're fucking like it's uh, 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 like yeah what is whatever.
5: wales yeah <laughs> uh, um so
0: much anti-Welsh racism in our show. Pissed off
5: all of the Welsh listeners, all two <laughs> of them, damn.
4: Oh,
0: shout out to our comrades at Desolation Wales. If you want a good Welsh-left podcast that isn't full of anti-Welsh racism... Uh, but yeah, I watched this Game of a Throne or whatever it's called, and like they just kept saying bend the knee in it, and I was just cracking up. And I didn't want to talk over it and annoy my friends, so I couldn't explain why I found it so funny. But I was yeah, just time and time again, they're like, you must bend the knee, and I'm just like, <laughs> fucking lips. <laughs> <laughs> No idea what gaff Owen Smith made recently. Don't worry, there'll be more
1: to come, I'm sure.
0: Uh, uh, Owen Smith hopes to secure vaginal mesh debate. I'm sorry, what? What, what, what? 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 Fuck off, pop-up. The GEM, whatever is, uh, recently ran a story on a Barry woman who had suffered pain after she had received a mesh implant. Pauline Inch... <laughs> <They> call- yeah,
5: <laughs> <Damn> it. <laughs>
0: Sorry, it's so annoying because whenever I laugh at what you're saying, Laura, it fucking cuts you out. <laughs>
5: it's
0: just like Pauline, twenty-nine inches, had attended a parliamentary meeting at Westminster on July the eighteenth, hosted by Owen Smith, the MP for PontyPrit, which was addressed by gynaecologists, urologists, and sling the mesh campaigner Caff Sansom. Following the meeting, Mrs Inch was able to pass on contact details to another veil woman who was con- Concerned by symptoms she was experiencing. Owen Smith's office has told the GEM that he hopes to have a Westminster Hall debate on Mesh in September. He had previously applied for one in June, but was unsuccessful in the ballot.
5: Okay, this is actually a pretty good thing, to be honest. Well, there you go. I'm not even gonna try and be a dickhead about this Vaginal mesh implants are a fairly Sort of serious like symptom of medical Misogyny that were a sort of big Thing in Ireland and Australia Over the past 15 years so like Yeah fair enough <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, it, it's something that's that does need debating in Parliament, to be fair.
0: Jess Phillips recently compared deselection to domestic violence, didn't she?
5: Yeah, she did. in In the most fucking disgusting post I've ever seen her make, and I didn't even get to see it. I had to see a screenshot of it, obviously. Damn. Yeah,
0: it's not. It's not good. It's not good. So Owen Smith may have died, but his spirit lives on in the Parliamentary Labour Party.
5: Jess Phillips haunted by the ghost of Owen Smith.
0: Maybe Bad Smithy has left Stephen Mnuchin's physical form, oh and now he's he's God. just some fashcon. And Owen Smith is now inside Jess. Yes, Jess Bill. Phillips. Oh God, oh God. I almost want to rephrase that. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> it's not
5: misogynist because I said so. And I'm here as the token woman.
0: Ah, oh, nice. Anyway, from the Blairite shredding, fake news spreading misogyny peddling misogyny peddling real politic podcast we will say goodbye to you now and uh isn't it awfully nice that owen smith lost that leadership contest beautiful
5: yeah yeah it fucking was
0: i don't think we introduced ourselves at the start of the episode so i've been jack frame reed
5: i've been laura jolly and tiddy leaks
1: and i've been tom foster to solidarity
0: <laughs> oh, full liberalism at Laforge says, uh, I've definitely pronounced that wrong, at Lafarge says potentially joining the euro was a good one. <laughs> Finger on the pulse, etc. <laughs> yes. Remain a
5: melt dad. Why is he not leading the fucking Lib Dems? Why doesn't he just defect?
1: (laughs) I was about to say don't give him any ideas, but then I was like,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, I'll I'll be up for him doing
0: that. Like, Vince Cable's on fucking life support. like.
1: As his body melts away and rocks.
0: sadly we were off the air when Vince Cable became the anointed leader of the Liberal Democrat Party with no opposition, a Gordon Brown-style coronation. Yes. However... A
1: sign of a healthy Democratic Party. Laura
0: and I did compile a list of, I think, 20, oh, yeah. 21 Vince Cable facts, which I will share.
1: Oh, please do. Yeah,
0: possibly. Someone contributes... Owen Smith knocked his own hat off with his ten foot willy.
1: What? Well, uh, I, you
0: know, I don't. I think Crisp Mermaid is vastly understating the quantity of penis that Owen Smith possesses. <laughs> the
5: quantity of penis.
0: <laughs> oh <my God>. Okay. <laughs> Should we call this episode Owen Smith the quantity of penis? Oh
5: my god.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or quantity of penis the fall and fall of owen smith yeah yeah okay yeah. that's a good one all right let's say goodbye again <laughs> bye everyone tune in next time for like we'll fucking hit up someone famous that's what we'll do hell yeah, hell yeah. we know famous people yeah one more time some daily mail sucker chud <laughs> <laughs>
4: and tribbles, sires that their sons might be free have suffered Inspire.
2: but it's crowdsourcing.